Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be kind of a weird morning. Let me tell you why. According to the Weather Channel, if they are to be believed, we may see some snow this morning up until about 8 o'clock. And then immediately following the snow, it'll be cloudy with a high of 51. How that happens, I can't tell you. But that's what they're predicting. Anyhow, it's 32 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast later on today, it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Today's show, you can expect an open line Friday after 8 o'clock. And after 7 o'clock, we're going to talk to author David Hamilton Galland. He has written a book about the man's journey called Living Just to Find Emotion, Journey and the Story of American Rock. It's actually a really interesting story. And we'll get to that after uh, 7 o'clock this morning. That and more. Bax and Nagel, The Rock 102. Is the power out in Hadley? Are there road closings in Westfield? Rock, rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 in Queen with Bax and Nagel, The Rock 102. Going to be, uh, did you say snow? Did I hear you say snow? So the weather, cha- you know, and listen, yeah. it's the weather channel. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. They said there's a possibility of snow, but 80% chance of snow between now and 8 o'clock. Okay. After 8 o'clock, yeah. then the temperature zooms up to 51 degrees for later today. Well, there you go. You did my forecast. I didn't know how to do it. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. See, perfect. How about that? Happy huh? to help. Yeah. Somehow you... Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. All right, before I go into uh, Hollywood Trash, did anybody die? Because you seem to be the one that's knowledgeable about any deaths in the last uh, day. I haven't heard of anyone who has died in the last 24 hours. That's not to say it won't happen, but as of right now, I have no inside knowledge. All right, so nobody's dead, and we can go on with Hollywood Trash. Yes. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, here are some useless facts you need or don't need to know in order to enjoy the Super Bowl on Sunday. You ready? Yes. Uh, number of six is the number of Super Bowl appearances by the Kansas City Chiefs, counting this year's game with three wins. Okay. Okay. Eight number of Super Bowl appearances by the San Francisco 49ers, five wins. Mm-hmm. One. Previous Super Bowl meeting between Chiefs and Niners, Super Bowl 54, Chiefs won 31-20. Okay. Uh, 71,835. Number of fans expected at Allegiant Stadium. 1.1 billion. It's expected to boost the local economy, which is not going to help us here at all. Not a bit. $275. Projected spending per Super Bowl tourist on food and drinks over four days. How much? $275. Man, you're getting off cheap. I was going to say. $275 $275 for a tourist for the Super Bowl weekend? I could spend $275 on dinner for three people. You know what I mean? Like if you I go do out that. with your friends. You can do that in, in one meal. $10,000, $10,752 is the average price of a ticket on the resale market. Crazy. I would never do it. I would no. never buy a ticket for that game. You know what else has gotten jacked up? What? Hotel prices. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, air travel. Air all, travel. All up by a substantial amount. To go to... We, we'll have to check that out to see how much it is to go to Las Vegas right now. I think the cheapest flight you can get is $700, but it's the worst flight in the worst seat on the worst airline imaginable. 
Spirit? Yes. What's what below Spirit? Frontier? Spirit Express. Ah, I got you. Christian Bale broke ground Wednesday on a new housing development near L.A. with a singular purpose, to keep siblings in the foster care system together under one roof. He says, quote, imagine the absolute pain and trauma of losing your parents or being torn from your parents and then losing your brothers and sisters on top of that. That's no way to treat children. I hope that this village will be the first of many. These are our children and we must help our children. And then he went into a yelling tirade at the person doing the interview. Did you ever see um, this documentary that was on like a Netflix a while ago? Yeah. It was like an adoption agency in New York that was doing this. Yeah. And they were splitting up siblings uh, for adoption without telling anybody that oh, they yeah, were siblings. Yeah. I think I did see something what, about that. What an awful, awful story that was. Terrible. This doesn't sound like a happy Hollywood trash. No, it's Why a real talking? bummer. Yeah, what's going on? You got me feeling all kinds of depressed now. I'm still focused on Christian Bale yelling at children. Well, I'm not surprised by that. He's yelled at other people in the past. Mark Knopfler from the uh, Dire Straits got more than 60 artists to contribute to a new charity single that will benefit Britain's Teenage Cancer Trust and Teen Cancer America. The lineup is pretty insane. It includes some legit guitar gods, including David Gilmore, Slash, Eric Clapton, Pete Townsend, Ron Wood, Brian May, Joan Jett, and Niall Rogers. Uh, Joe Bonamassa, Cheryl Crow, Jesus. Alex Lifeson, Rye Cooter, uh, Peter Frampton, Steve Cropper, Tom Morello, yeah. Rick Nielsen, Keith Urban, Joe Satriani, and Joe Walsh, just to name a few. Yeah, so get a load of this. He'll put all these has-beens together, yeah. but he won't reform Dire Straits. What do you think that's all about? Uh, well, he just doesn't want to get the band back together. <laughs> but get everybody else back together. And the late Jeff Beck plays on it, too. And if that's not enough, Sting plays bass. Mm-hmm. Ringo Starr and his son Zach Starkey are on drums. Right. And Roger Daltrey plays the harmonica. Wow. Well, yeah. How about that? The uh, song is a re-re- remake of Knopfler's uh, 1983 instrumental Going Home. It comes out on March 15th. The name of the band is called 15,000 Pounds of Ego. Is but is I know it's a it's an instrumental, but do, does he come on and go? This this is the Jeff Beck part. This this is the <laughs> this is the Ringo Starr part. I, I think you add the Jeff Beck part after but, everything is done. Well, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, if you hear a bass, you know that Sting is playing. But with all the guitar people, well, Nile Rodgers is a. I believe is, played. Was Nile Rodgers a bass player? I think he was. This is a uh, this is Cheryl Crow. Yeah, I know. This is where the song really f- fell flat. <laughs> it won't be her who ruins it. Well, who do you think it's going to be? I don't Roger know, Daltrey on the uh, harmonica. Roger Daltrey, probably. Is, is he a good harmonica player? Uh, he's played harmonica before. Just you know, when you got all those guitars and drummers and bass players, the last thing you really want to hear yeah. is more harmonica. Be like asking for more cowbell. Uh, I think Kim Kardashian had the hair monica last week. Yeah. I believe that. 82-year-old Martha Stewart set the record straight on the work she's had done. Quote, I don't think about, I don't think a lot about age, but I don't want to look my age at all, and that's why I work really hard at it. She had her cosmetic dermatologist on the latest episode of her podcast, and she said she's done fillers in her cheeks, muscle-relaxing relaxing injections in her jaw and neck, and different skin-tightening procedures. And that was just in prison. Eight hours. Yeah. She also admitted to having a bad experience with Botox. Quote, my eyebrows kind of go up in a V, and that looks so unnatural because I don't have lines in my forehead. Of course, 
Martha also watches what she eats and prioritizes exercise like Pilates. She also drinks a very inordinate amount of wine. Did you ever see her do that little show? Uh, and she's like getting, she's half in the bag while oh, she's yeah. doing it. Yeah. I mean, she's eighty-two. She can do whatever the hell she you wants. You're gonna tell an eighty-two-year-old, an eighty-two-year-old woman, she can't have wine. No. She can do whatever she wants. Uh, not that everyone enjoyed seeing Larry David attack Elmo on the Today Show, but it really, really upset Will Wheaton. Will and Wheaton. that may be the biggest tragedy of them all. It's Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. This is uh, at least partly due to the fact that Will's father was physically abusive towards him when he was a kid. He called Larry, quote, a stupid, self-centered, tone-deaf a-hole and uh, added that Larry David strikes me as a person who mocks and belittles people who are vulnerable and sensitive and enjoys being cruel because he feels untouchable. Yes, that's why we all like him. Right. So he's mad about that. Well, sorry to break it to you, uh, Will Wheaton, but uh, Larry David has an estimated net worth of $400 million. Yeah, what what do you got, Star Trek dude? Stand by me money? I don't think so. Some old props from the show. Right. Uh, things are heating up between Kim K and uh, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Just had something to say. Oh my God, the last time I had this much wide receiver was when Ray J and I had a bout of tonsil boxing in that sex tape you can purchase on UPorn for $39.95. Tonsil boxing. KO. <laughs> Galen. Well, I never got that done and dirty with Mother Chris Kim, but since it is football weekend, uh, I will tell you she has the best hands in the game. I saw the hole and went right up there. <laughs> okay. It's a very interesting uh, description here. Yes. Notoriously yes. tight at the back, big pair up front. We have a hell of a contest on our hands here. Let's hope they can get around the back and penetrate. It could be all over very quickly. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I'm going towards the box, desperately looking to score, going in from behind and going deep. The grass is wet. The ball slide across the field quickly. Oh, no. What a dirty tackle. (laughs) She had gone down. She would have been red. I picked a great position, got into a tight space, looking to come in on the inside. I squeezed into the box and goal. Three minutes in and I scored. I've done it for the country. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. I'm not going to do. I, uh... Love is in. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. We're in heat. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, I'm sure many of you small-minded people are convinced that the NFL has been busy putting the finishing touches on the premeditated script for Sunday Super Bowl. I am choosing to bury my face in the sand and ignore all that cockamamie claptrap. Instead, I will focus on the rare speculation that the winner of Super Bowl 58 will, in fact, be dictated by whichever team scores the most points. And while most of your amateur conspiracy uh, conspiracy nuts might disagree, I'm choosing to think otherwise. Now, obviously, there are people who believe the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the 49ers by a fistful of points. 
Super Bowl MVP will be Patrick Mahomes again, and Travis Kelsey will then drop to his knee, pull out an 87-carat diamond ring, and propose to Taylor Swift just like it says in the script. And while all of that might just happen, I'm starting to believe otherwise. Yes, it would be great to have all those things occur. But there's a big part of me that hopes the 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy pulls off the greatest performance in Super Bowl history. Why? Because after being the last guy selected in the 2022 draft, Brock Purdy has already become the first Mr. Irrelevant to become the starting quarterback in a Super Bowl. Any Super Bowl. If this dude can somehow pull this off and go lights out, this will become the most improbable feel-good story since the undrafted Kurt Warner won a Super Bowl 24 years ago for the Rams. Sure, most people would like to see the Chiefs win again and have Travis and Tay-Tay walk into the sunset together. I, on the other hand, would like to see Brock Purdy blow this thing up and do what most people think is totally impossible, which it is not because the 49ers happen to be a much better team and have been all season long. So, which premeditated script are you going to believe? The one that you expect to see or the one that's a much better story? Because if the Super Bowl script has been written, then they better factor in an alternative ending because the reality is this game could go either way and I'd almost be fine no matter how it was written out. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Join me and Rockies in celebrating National Bird Feeding Month. Go to Rockies for the big 40-pound bag of wild bird food, only 20 bucks, or the black oil sunflower seeds. Birds love that stuff. 20 bucks. Feed your feathered friends with bird food from Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be eventually mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 55. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Got open line Friday coming up after 8 o'clock. And also after 7, author David Hamilton Galan, the author of uh, Living Just to Find Emotion, Journey, and the Story of American Rocks. Actually, a pretty cool book about the band Journey. And we'll be talking to him after 7. I bet you it'll be a good interview. It I, probably I just, will. I just have a feeling it will be. You know, it's a band with a hell of a story. But we don't have time to talk about that now. I'm no. too fixated on trying to get myself to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get to the Super Bowl. We were talking about some of the numbers in uh, in Hollywood trash and uh, ten thousand seven hundred and fifty two dollars. That's the average price of a ticket for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. on the resale market. Well, you know that's uh, that's all very well and good, but you know I'm gonna guess that you have that's like you know terrible seats, obstructed view. You're not gonna want to sit in seats like that. No. So I went on uh, on StubHub, right? Yeah. Uh, just to see uh, what I could get. Something with like a really great view, 50-yard line, uh, section C-134, row 29. I can get myself a ticket, uh, one ticket, for $37,722. Damn. $37,000. Pretty good. Yeah. And then, uh, then, uh, well. That's cheap. When I get there, I'm going to have to find a place to sleep. I mean, they they, they don't let you sleep in the airport, and you don't want to sleep on the strip because, yeah, you'll get rolled. If you do that. So then I went on Expedia, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at hotel rooms. Uh, let's say I'm checking in tomorrow and then checking out on Monday. Yeah. So it's it's two nights, Saturday, Sunday. I found a room right here. It's the luxury three-bedroom loft gated community called the Paradise. You get the uh, you get the entire home uh, for $12,343. That includes taxes and fees. Wow. 
That's pretty cheap. It, it, it dirt cheap, really. However, if I want to be at like a like a hot at a hotel close to the strip, the Waldorf yeah. Astoria is uh, charging twenty two hundred dollars a night for five thousand ninety one dollars, including uh, taxes and fees. Well, that's your better deal right there. Yeah, but I mean, I get the I get my own kitchen. I get a basement. There's probably a uh, probably a, a hot tub at that luxury gated uh, community. So right now, if I go with those tickets and that room. I'm looking before flight, fifty thousand sixty-five dollars to get myself to Las Vegas this weekend. That's uh, that's on the cheap side. You can see a Taylor Swift concert for less than that. No, not good seats. Not like those. Now I haven't. Uh, I haven't figured out is uh, is flight. That's the one thing I haven't figured out yet. All right, let me ask you this, because I've never known anybody that. Have you known people that have gone to a Super Bowl? Yes. How did they get to go to the Super Bowl? Was it by some <clears throat> chance? Was it somebody they knew? Did they own a company? Did they, you know? It's always about somebody that they know. Right. So the, usually the best, most affordable seats are all gobbled up by the major corporations, either advertisers or broadcasting companies or multi-millionaires who just happen to have a little bit of money to burn in their pocket. Right. Those people don't pay the full price. Some people do because... They're irresponsible idiots, but most of the people that go, well, it's being paid for in some way by somebody. They're either irresponsible idiots or they just have money to burn. Like, you know, there's people out there that, that are just so set for themselves or, or, or do well with their corporation. They're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to buy a $55,000 ticket to this game. Steve, if you had a bunch of money, let's, let's say you were, uh, the winner of, of the Powerball jackpot. Yeah. Mavis Wanzik type of money. Yeah. Would you <clears throat> spend over $50,000 on a single day to go to the Super Bowl? And that's without figuring out what flight you're going to take. Because you know there's no direct flight going in and out of Las Vegas this week. You're going to be connecting all over the place. Probably only in the first six months of winning the Powerball. If it was like in the six-month window, I'd be blowing money like crazy until an accountant came along and said, hey, hey, bud, you can't you can't do this anymore. This is going to kill you. Yeah. See, I know so. me, and I know that even if I had the money, yeah, I'd be very tight in parting with any of it, especially for something like this. You know what I would do with that kind of money? What would you do with that kind of money? Two chicks at the same time. All right. Really? Two chicks yeah. at the same time? I wouldn't go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, actually, Unless you're going to the Super Bowl with two, with chicks, two chicks at the, at the same, same time. time. Yeah, but then you'd have to buy them. Yeah, come on. You don't yeah, then you'll, you'll never, and you'll never get three tickets in a row. Pretzels and beers and everything else. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I really honestly wouldn't spend this kind of money. This, it's... It's not important enough to me. And nothing is that important to me to spend, I don't even, even for like a concert. Yeah. I don't think I'd spend more than maybe 200 bucks a ticket if it was somebody I really, really, really wanted to see. Mm -hmm. You know, I stick with the uh, the shows that cost less than $100. So uh, I've been to a couple of major sporting events in my life. I went mm -hmm. to uh, game one of the 2004 World Series. Yeah. You know how much I spent uh, on those tickets? Zero. Nothing. Wow. I, was, I was asked to go by the bosses. And I said, well, sure, I'll go. Wow. Not a problem. So that was, uh, you know, that... That sustained me for a good 24 years. I never asked for anything else after that. Right. Uh, I've been to, like, uh, you, know, uh, you know, March Madness. Seen a couple of March Madness games. 
and spent a whole hell of a lot to do that. Like in the final four or in the... No, not the final four, but I think I was in the... Uh, Elite eight. S- Elite eight. Yeah, that's pretty I, good. I, I spent the money yeah. on that. But that's not... You're talking about a totally different stratosphere as far as money goes between that and the Super Bowl. And I've known people that said, my team's in the Super Bowl. I got to go. I'm going to spend all this money. And they go. Mm-hmm. And you look at... And I looked at the, these people and thought, Okay, how much money do you make in a year? And some would say, well, I probably make $54,000 a year. Yeah. Which means that before the flight, <clears throat> they got to figure out a way to live on the $4,000 that are left. Yeah, that's not going <laughs> to happen. It's like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's uh, You have to be able to afford it if you're going to go do it. But uh, I'm just going to – one day – my knight in shining armor will gift me a ticket to the Super Bowl, and I will have to come up with the $2,400 worth of airfare it takes to get out there. Yeah, well, that knight in shining armor is going to ask a lot more of you than that. Hey, <laughs> uh, how much did you say the ticket was? Uh, the, the tickets I'm getting, $37,000. After $250, it's just flesh, Bax. <laughs> it's just flesh. Oh, but it's so much more than that, Steve. Uh, oh, there's an, there's another hidden cost in there somewhere. It's the aftertaste that'll get you. That's yeah, exactly. And the shame. Go. Let's and, not forget the shame. Oh, I can live with shame. I've been living with shame my entire life. <laughs> For I Super Bowl did. tickets? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the, That was the thing on Seinfeld was uh, he de-gifted and he re-gifted, and now she's using this... Super Bowl tickets as an upstairs invite for a Super Bowl sex romp. <laughs> Something like that. I had no idea. I was mm-hmm. working with such a whore. Yeah, you know, hey, I'll, I'll be a whore for lots of things. It's 621. With I'll back- be selling meat out of a back of a truck in six months from now. <laughs> How desperate are you getting? Very. It's 621 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 at Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown is back with the forecast. Coming up after this. All right. You know what else is back, Steve? What? Uh, Open Line Friday. And we'll be doing that after 8 o'clock. If you're uh, planning on calling, you might want to start to uh, put your thoughts together now so it's not like uh, we have what we've had over the last couple of weeks where it's been nothing but, uh, you know, very severely brain injured people calling. You know who else is back? Who? Shady's back. Back again. <laughs> I don't know. Eminem pot. Whenever somebody says something yeah. like that, no, no, I, I get. I get that. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you want? What do you want to do? Do you want to do a joke here? Do you want to do a laugh? Uh, yeah, I guess we should. If you right? have one that does both, that would be great. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Comedy. Oh, okay. I'm not Mr. Comedy. You know, I was sitting for, oh, across the table from Milton Berle over here. Huh? Huh? Listen, there are some things about Milton Berle I wouldn't mind having. Yeah, well, yeah but you're never going to. Never. So don't worry about it. Neither am I. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Uh, let's see. Uh, what what do you get when you mix birth control and LSD? I don't know, Steve. What do you get when you mix birth control and LSD? A trip without kids. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why does Dr. Pepper come in a bottle? I don't know. Why does Dr. Pepper come in a bottle? Because his wife died. That's, That's not really that funny. Uh, That's not really funny. It's at grieving. All. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Well, you can see why he does that. It's very sad. 
Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert for... 633 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A leap... <clears throat> Excuse me. A little, uh, little frog in my throat. How'd that happen? That's like what Miss Piggy says the next day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's perverse. Uh, a Leeds man was arrested in West Springfield Wednesday after allegedly assaulting two people and then ordering a woman to leave with him against her will. According to West Springfield, police officers were called to 130 Riverdale Street around 5.30 p.m. For a, man, for a report of a man who had allegedly just assaulted a man and woman at knife point. The uh, suspect then left at after ordering the woman to leave with him against her will. Police were able to gather information that the suspect and the woman were at a nearby motel. Officers knocked on the door of the motel room, and after a brief hesitation, the suspect, Michael Hunter of Leeds, Mm -hmm. opened the door. That's a very common name. Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, Inside the motel room was the woman who was physically unharmed but in a distraught state. Police seized two knives Hunter was carrying on him, one of which was similar to the description the other victim provided. Hunter was arrested and charged with armed robbery, assault with a dangerous weapon, kidnapping, assault to commit rape, uh, assault and battery, and other charges. Well, Well, I'm glad uh, that person didn't get hurt. That's scary, man. Yeah, it is. Like, and this guy looks. Uh, well, you don't want to judge a book by its cover, Steve. But I, I, listen, I can I see can, what you're going with on I, that one. I judge plenty of books by their cover. Catcher in the Rye. Mm-hmm. It's only all it says on the front is Catcher in the Rye. I'm not going to read that piece of crap. The whole book about bread. Yeah, and really, he was just a Holden Caulfield was just a self-centered jerk, much like this guy. Uh, yeah, by all accounts, it seems like he's got some uh, some very deep-seated issues. Uh, former track coach and ex-Olympian Conrad Mainwaring. That sounds very British or mm-hmm. like royalty. I don't think it is, though. Changed his plea to guilty in an alleged child sex abuse case and was sentenced to prison. The former coach is accused of sexually assaulting young boys at Camp Greylock back in the 1970s. Mainwaring was in Berkshire Court for his hearing on Thursday. He was uh, wheelchair-bound, wearing an orange prison jumpsuit and handcuffs. Mainwaring was arrested in 2019 after an ESPN investigation into allegations made by more than 50 different men. In 2021, he was charged with more than 12 counts of indecent assault and battery on children. Mainwaring pleaded guilty to all charges before impact statements were read from several of his victims during the hearing. There were uh, (laughs) victims as young as 11 years old who were groomed by Mainwaring uh, and going up through college age, the total number of his victims remains unknown. Jesus. Another scumbag being put away. <clears throat> At least he's inside. At least. Corning Mainwaring. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a nice name. That'll get you a lot of attention in prison. Yeah, well, so will the charges. Yeah. Uh, police were called to Minichog Regional High School in Wolverham yesterday for a fight between two students. Is this what we've become? You know, I saw this story yesterday, and I'm thinking, that had to be a hell of a fight if additional police officers had to be called in. Aren't there resource officers already at Minijog? There might be one at the high school. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the what the makeup of the uh, police officer to student ratio is. Yeah, I don't know. But a lot of high schools have like a... You know, a resource officer, you know, be there to crack heads if things get, uh, you know, out of hand. Right. Um, 
But to call in the cops, yeah. oof, this had to be a heck of a little fracas. In an email sent to parents, Principal Steve Hale said an altercation between two students occurred during the morning drop-off. Staff attempted to de-escalate the incident, but Wilbraham police were called in to assist. We wanted to reach out to you as soon as we were able to to clearly communicate anything you may have seen or heard about. Wilbraham uh, police uh, said they did assist the school, but left a short time after the incident. All other students were able to get to class to safety. It was probably not as bad as what it sounds like it was. Yeah, probably, but you know, you know, you know, back in our day, you know, if you had two kids get involved in a fight, yeah, uh, it ended pretty quick. I don't remember like any. <clears throat> I'm, I'll, I can remember like one fight. Yeah, that uh, that went on probably longer than it needed to, and there was no winner. They were they were both pounding the hell out of each other. Yeah, pretty even match. I had my money on one guy, but everybody else had the money on another guy. It was called a draw. And, and, nobody, the, and the judges, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. They never called for the police, though, did they? Was it no, one of those? No. We had, uh, this was like when I was in like a middle school, junior high school. We had a, um, we had a gym teacher, stocky fella, yeah. uh, but extraordinarily and deceptively powerful. Uh, there's these two uh, young fellas uh, pounding away on each other. And if you can try to imagine this, so he's probably like maybe like your height, but but rounder, like much rounder, the mm -hmm. gym teacher. He literally picks up, grabs both these guys and lifts them off the ground. Damn. And they're dangling while he's dangling, ye yelling yeah. at him. I've never seen a more powerful uh, show of strength in my life. Wow. The fight ended immediately, but uh, but Mr. Sankey picked these two little idiots up. And that was the end of the fight. Held them back. You <laughs> held them far apart where they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't keep punching or kicking. Yeah, that's yeah, but incredible. But, but here's the thing: uh, these teachers can't get involved anymore. Yeah, I know. Well, so you can't put your hands on another kid, even if they're fighting. It, 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 you're gun. You're you open yourself up to a lawsuit. Now, this is why you know. This is why everybody was like, "Well, how come you you didn't break it up?" It's because you're going to get sued if you yeah. do, and you which, know what? The, nobody wants to get sued. And the schools would strongly discourage you from trying to physically break up a fight. I'm a, although you know you have to try to diffuse the situation well, as much as possible. I, I mean, your wife's a teacher. Is there like a, there's a policy where they're not supposed to touch the kids in a physical altercation? Is to there? be to be honest, Steve. My wife and I have not really gone through the entire uh, yeah. manual for Springfield schools, so I don't know what the policy is well, kind of for should. fights. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure she does. Yeah. I have not reviewed any of those uh, policies with her it, because she tells you to sit down, and she'll let you know. She tells me to get back to work yeah. and keep my eyes on the page. Yeah, listen, button nose. Why don't you go sit in the corner over there, and you? T I'll tell you when it's time to learn about fights. I will see you for detention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because first of all, nobody wants to get involved in a fight, but I, you know, if I was a teacher, even if it was against the policy, if I saw some kid getting the pulp beat out of him, yeah. I would definitely step in. Like y y you have to, you can't just let, yeah. you but, know, but I'm more, but, but I know for like me, I'm much more of a sniveling coward and yeah. would probably would not want to get involved. Like I to the point where I almost pretend that I didn't even notice the fight was occurring. Oh, yeah, 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 because you're just so involved in getting your head knocked around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why should I be? Why should I damage this pretty face just to break up a fight? Yeah, I don't have very good situational awareness. It takes me a minute to realize what's going on. 
oh, there's a fight going on. I don't here. know if I've got great situational awareness either. Because sometimes when I discover something is happening, it's almost too late, and I probably am acting when I shouldn't. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. I, I kind of feel that way. Well, uh, Massachusetts State Senator Jake Oliveira and State Representative Aaron Saunders toured the grounds of the West Street Village in Ludlow on Monday with a housing attorney in the hopes that they can appeal a rent increase with the Ludlow Rental Control Board. For nearly 20 years, the West Street Village mobile home community has paid the same amount each in rent. Each of the 44 units paid 207 a month for this property for their property. That was until their new property manager raised rates by 150%. The proposed increase is $503 per month, an unjust rent increase that uh, Senator Oliviera and state uh, and Representative Saunders vowed a fight against. That is a pretty pretty big uh, thing. The only thing is like I I don't know how accurate that statement is about that everybody was paying 207 a month. Because somebody that lives in that park was saying when they have the thing, they were paying like 300 or whatever. So, Well, is, it, is any of those units subsidized? I don't know what that means. Well, what it means is you can get money from the yeah. government to help you pay rent. I, I and, don't, and your your rent oh, may be adjusted based upon your ability to pay. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. This is why I kind of want to dive into this a little bit more mm-hmm. and, get, and talk to some people and find out you know what the deal is because – this guy's got he's got properties listed from only like a month ago that said the rent is only 300 and something dollars a month. Well, is is that mean everybody's getting this 150% increase then? I don't well, know. I don't know. That's, I mean, that, it, that's, yeah. it, that's that's the kind of thing that needs to be kind of clarified before you can, you know, unilaterally say, you know, this guy is in the wrong by the the yeah. way the story was presented the other day yeah. he's like well what do you even if he was going to increase rent yeah to the degree he's raising it yeah you know, these are for predominantly low-income people living in this in this trailer park to begin with i would think so uh, yeah how can you justify raising yeah. it by that much immediately incremental raises over a period of time i think most of us can maybe understand that yeah. but to you know to impose that kind of rate uh, that uh, that high, that escalated, yeah. just doesn't make any sense. The uh, property was purchased by Tom Lennon in 2021. He says that the rate increase was justified and that he has made improvements toward the quality of life for residents for the past two and, uh, two and a half years. He added, I've been losing money for two and a half years. I could have uh, done and raised the rent or uh, petitioned to raise the rent back in July 2021, and I didn't. I said, I'm not going to make this about money. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and fix this park up for us, and I'm going to let everyone see what I'm doing. And what I'm doing is screwing all of you in the end by raising the rent by 150%. If you're losing money on a piece of property for two years, don't you think you'd unload that piece of property as fast as you could? Well, I mean... We talked. We talked a little bit about this. The we don't really have a lot of time to get into this right now. But but the the whole idea of mobile homes, there was this whole big piece that I think John Oliver did from um, last week tonight. Uh-huh. Year he did it back in like 2018 or 2019, and it was this whole thing about people, corporations, and real estate companies, and all these things buying up all these mobile home parks, and investors giving the real estate people more money when the rent gets jacked up and mm-hmm. less and more people move out of the park in turn 
using that property to then sell it off for a giant profit. Sure. Because you're you're basically kicking everybody off the land in a way because people can't afford the the rental cost. It's you know I'm going to ha- I want to get somebody to talk about it because right. I, I really there's as much as uh it's shocking to see this guy raise rents by $150, there's a couple of different numbers that have been thrown at me that I'm like, "Well, what if I don't think all 44 units are paying $200 right now?" Right. I think there's there's that's some of them are, but some of them are. And I I need to find out answers about that. All right, get on it. Because I like uh, going after landlords. Oh, I know. It's fun. As, uh, yeah, that it's Mr. Great. Ro- I had this guy that lived downstairs. His name was Mr. Roper. He would. I live with these two chicks. Yeah, right? right. And he would come up all the time. I had to pretend I like dudes. Right. Because he thought there was some funny business going on with the. And I bet that was a real... I was living with and this brunette I was. And I bet with. that was a real stretch for you. Oh my God! But you know who was really nice was his wife, and she was. Yeah. Like, she was. She. This woman was sex starved. And he would not give her anything. Yeah. Didn't you tell me this is uh, the same group of people you would hang out at the Regal Beagle in Indian I, Orchard? We used to hang out at the Regal Beagle. And I had this uh, this friend, Larry, that used to come down. He used to unbutton his shirt a couple of yeah, matches. Right. And he'd have his yeah. hair, uh, chest hair showing with a gold chain. Yeah, right. And then uh, he would always hang out with the other neighbor upstairs, Lana, who just... Who wanted to, she wanted to have sex with everybody. I know. She and was very, was, uh, very, very promiscuous. Very, very promiscuous. She wanted to have strawberries and cream with me one day. I don't know what that means. It's a delicious dessert. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eventually uh, one of the blondes moved out, then yeah. her cousin moved in. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was. Steve, you know, are, you, are you talking about something that actually happened in reality, or are you talking about the very basic plot line of Three's Company? Oh, you've seen my uh, documentary. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, oh, right. my yeah. whole life is, I yeah, have. It's, it's, the whole thing has been encapsulated in a long documentary that lasted about seven seasons. Lasted longer than the Regal Beagle in Indian Orchard. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, I know. Crazy. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be uh, eventually sunny with a high of 55. Tomorrow, uh, sunny, and then rain showers in the afternoon with a high of 55. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. GG Inks. Scre- Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, for the uh, the 12 to 13 people that won't be watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, uh, the rest of you might want to peel yourselves away from whatever the hell you're doing and uh, listen to Baxi's musical fun bag. Sunday night, 9 o'clock, be playing music from the Ramones, the Replacements, the Specials, the B-52s, plus a somber yet kick-ass special tribute to both Wayne Kramer, the MC5, and Mojo Nixon, who uh, have both died over the last uh, seven days. So uh, that's coming up Sunday night, 9 o'clock, the uh, Rock 102's loudest hour here on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I'm reading this thing here uh, about... Sex-related injuries that people suffer. Have you been to an emergency room uh, for some reason like this? No, I have not. Yeah. Uh, but it is uh, kind of. I I live a very vanilla life. Like <laughs> like I, you know, when they're like, "What's your favorite position?" I'm like, I don't know any. Like you know, that, breathing. Yeah, breathing. Yeah, uh, you just looking. You know. <laughs> uh, but when people talk about the negative consequences of adult relations, they're usually talking about STDs. I think. Sometimes, but when it comes to sex-related injuries, I mean, you can really hurt yourself. Or, uh, you know, relationship fallout, something like that. Uh, But there's also the possibility of sustaining an injury while having these relations. A recent survey... uh, Uh, Okay, okay, all right. uh, See, it doesn't work. I don't... Why doesn't it work? I think somebody sabotaged that. I thought about that. And I have a slight suspicion of who that may be. Hmm. Dan Williams? No. Pat Kelly? No. 
That nice lady, Leah. No. Hmm. Well, that could be anybody. Uh, I, you know what? I'll, I'll just I'll let sleeping dogs lie. Good idea. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, sex injuries. Uh, sex injuries. A recent yeah, this recent survey asked uh, what pe- what sex related injuries they've suffered. Carpet burn is number one. Uh, it's always you know, yeah. It, I mean, that's you should know better. Carpeted surfaces are always going to leave some level of friction on your knees 60, and elbows. Sixty five percent of people have suffered that at some point. The rest of the top ten. Number two, bruises. Mm-hmm. How much? You, how rough are you getting? I guess some people. I don't know. Get rough. Well, I don't know. A pulled muscle, thirty-nine percent. We've all been there. A UTI. Yeah, that's not a good. Yeah. One. Uh, a back injury. Mm-hmm. A uh, a peach tear. I don't want to say you know what it is, uh, but like a it. tear. This thing's tear. I didn't know they tear. If you're rigorous enough with them, sure. I think you have to be pretty big on the uh, the Donkey Kong side well, in order I, to, to do a peach tear. I don't know how that happens, but yes, I, I believe it is possible. Uh, or on the other end, tear, mm-hmm. that's a the, hemorrhoids and that tear tied both at 5%. <sighs> Again, with... Uh, <laughs> Listen, if you're uh, piling up back there, there are some things you yeah. just got to say no to. Or uh, a penis fracture. Now that I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. I've not experienced that, thank goodness. You know, but I do know dudes who have done it, and it ain't comfortable. There was a comedian last night at the loft who did an entire story about his injury when he was a young boy and how he broke his uh, his thing, and it, it curved, and uh, mm-hmm. he tried to curve it back when he was an adult, and that didn't work yeah, out too you, well. You, you, you uh, don't want that. Uh, uh, and a broken bone. Which one? Any. Um, yeah. Wow. 2% of people got a broken bone. That's some really rough stuff. Yeah, you got to you got to you got to you got to know when to step up and when to back off. The uh the most hazardous position is the dog the dog one. Really? Yeah. Why? Hmm. Maybe that's because of the rug burn. Maybe that's what well, it is. Maybe. Also, about 24% of men admitted experiencing some kind of injury while uh, giving or receiving, you know, the, the 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 other kind, you know, the being you're being so vague. Could I you can't be a little... because I know because I uh, aren't we like walking this fine line? Well, you're the one who brought it up. Well, yes, but you, you got to help me out here. You're the partner. You're you're the whole thing. I'm helping. Like, you're trying to smooth things over with other euphemisms Listen, that I doesn't re- get us in trouble I, with the FCC. I respect the audience enough to know. That they are drawing their own conclusions and probably don't need any assistance from me. Now, if you really want to laugh, Hannibal Burris' whole uh, bit on testicular torsions, that is hilarious. Is it? Hilarious. Um, what I'm trying to say is a sloppy yawn. <laughs> a turtle snorkel. <laughs> the juicy hobnocker. Right. Yes. The wolf cookie. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, the, yeah, now yeah, the get, picture's been painted. Uh, I can't even read half of these. Uh, <laughs> dentist appointment, uh, right? <laughs> Kabloosh. Uh, singing into the pink karaoke machine. Uh, hey, uh, author. Squabble <laughs> neck. <laughs> author David Hamilton Galan, the author of uh, Just Living to Find Emotion, Journey, and the Story of American Rock. He's going to be coming up in just a couple Miami of minutes. Miami Handshake. Oh, for crying out loud. It's 6.55. Don't Rock, Rock 102. Listen for... 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, with very few exceptions, I feel reasonably confident that I can trust most of the people in my extended family. Not all of them, mind you. Some of them happen to be real jerks. However, I've never felt that any of them, even the ones I don't particularly care for, have been plotting against me for their own financial gain. One, I don't really have that much gain to get. Secondly, I'm not sure any of them are shifty enough to pull it off. Of course, not everybody everybody has those kinds of relatives, but unfortunately, some of them do. Take a look at former Heisman Trophy winning two-time sports playing phenomenon Bo Jackson, for example. Remember that guy? This week, Bo Jackson was awarded $21 million in a civil lawsuit against his niece and nephew, who were found guilty of trying to extort their uncle to the tune of $20 million. That's a cool million dollars less than they'll owe Uncle Bo following the decision of a judge in Atlanta, Georgia. According to reports, both Thomas Anderson and his sister, Erica Anderson Ross, threatened to publicly shame their uncle on social media unless he was able to meet their financial demands. On top of that, the Andersons were also accused of stalking Bo Jackson by showing up at his home, at restaurants, and at several charity events. On top of the financial settlement, the Anderson kids have now been ordered to remove all social media postings about Bo Jackson and stay at least 500 yards away from him. You know, they say you can pick your friends, but you cannot pick your family. You can, however, file a restraining order against the ones who are the biggest jerks. And while I'm sure that Bo Jackson might not be the greatest uncle in the family, he is the one with the most amount of money, with an estimated net worth of $25 million, not counting the $21 million he was granted by from a judge. Nevertheless, that doesn't give anybody the right to extort the man, even if he is Bo Jackson. Having said that, I would like to state for the record that if any of my relatives are getting any swift ideas about shaking me down for a few bucks, you might want to focus your attention on someone else in the family. Because with the tens of dollars in my pocket, I'm living on a very tight budget. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's has put on a little bit of weight. Inventory weight. So Rocky's is trimming down with a big clearance. Save 40% on Carhartt workwear. 25% on Yeti drinkware, plus power tools, hand tools, 50, 60, up to 70% off. It's a really big clearance right now at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rocky. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 709 and Journey with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. Did you do that on purpose? I don't know. Did I? Maybe. Might I have bumped a Bon Jovi Uh, song in place of a Journey track instead? Wait a minute. You bumped a Bon Jovi song to play that piece of crap? What are you talking about? Like, like you need to hear another, like, you need to hear you give love a bad name one more time. Well, no, but maybe we should talk for 12 minutes about, uh, if we could talk for 12 minutes about uh, You Give Love a Bad Name, that would be different. Uh, David Hamilton Gallant is not only a professor of, uh, of popular uh, music studies, but he's also an author. He's got a brand new book out called uh, Living Justified Emotion, Journey and the Story of American Rocks. Actually, a very interesting story and a really cool book. And he's on the phone with us uh, right now. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, first of all, I just want to apologize about yesterday. That was my uh, mishap on that, and I appreciate you coming back on uh, this morning to try this again. <laughs> and uh, we come to you with open arms, sir. Oh, Jesus. Listen to that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you must, I, I, well, don't... Uh, don't think anything of it. It was perfectly fine. I'm just glad to be on with you this morning. All right. Well, cool. So the name of the book is uh, Living Just to Find Emotion. It's uh, it's Journey, the story of American rock. Uh, and, you know, the, the, what 
people may not realize is Journey is the 11th best-selling band of all time. Like 100 million albums sold worldwide, 52 million just in the United States. The the history of this band is really kind of an interesting one, but that kind of success, you know, it, it, it really is kind of mind-boggling when you really think about the just the numbers alone. Absolutely. Uh, and, of course, in 1981, they were voted by a Gallup poll to be America's most popular band. I think the big surprise is that they've become the breakout band of the 21st century. Who thought that was going to happen? Nobody predicted that. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. <Yeah. laughs> but, the, but the band's history is actually an interesting one. It's, it starts off where you've got you know, Neil Sean and Greg Raleigh as members of Santana, and then it winds up, they wind up forming a band together. And it's nothing like what Journey would become. They were actually kind of a, a progressive band. Three albums that kind of went nowhere, and then all of a sudden their manager says, you know what, you need a brand new lead singer, and here's your new guy. Without really a whole lot of negotiation about whether the band wanted a new singer or not. Tell us a, a little bit about that. Oh, that's absolutely right. Um, but that's what's interesting. One of the things I, I would say that's interesting about this band that uh, compelled me to write this book, they, uh, their original manager, Herbie Herbert, he really was the boss. Um, he uh, made all the band decisions, uh, including hiring and firing band members. Um, he corporatized the band. He created a payment structure. Uh, I mean, originally they didn't even get paid per se, uh, they would kind of draw their expenses out of an account that Herbie controlled. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, you talk about uh, talk about being like uh, under somebody's thumb the entire time. I, I mean, I've seen this, the story about you know, Steve Perry joining and, you know, you know, Neil Sean and Greg Raleigh going, well, we don't really want that guy. And he winds up being like one of the great singers of all of all time. Just it, it's just interesting, you know, how much control Herbie had over this. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, they, uh, but they were going to have to break up, or or, or at least go on to a full obscurity. They, they were being threatened with the loss of their record contract. The the label Columbia Records said you you have to do something different or you're out. In fact, they were about to tell Herbie that they were out. And uh, I think what actually the, the part of the unknown story is that Herbie hired sort of an interim lead singer in there, uh, didn't tell him he was interim, um, named Robert Fleischman, who co-wrote in the end uh, Wheel in the Sky and uh, was kind of part of that change. But then when they put Steve Perry out on that stage, or when Herbie put him out on that stage, um, with subterfuge, by the way, he snuck him on, uh, telling everyone that he was a roadie's Portuguese cousin so that the other lead singer wouldn't know what was going on on <laughs> but then steve perry you know he closed his eyes he opened his mouth and everything changed this is uh david hamilton galan the uh, author of uh, living just to find emotion the journey and and uh journey in the story of american rock a couple of years ago they did a behind the music uh thing about journey and they interviewed steve perry quite a lot and it's it sounded like that steve perry just n- he never felt like he was a part of the band, even though he was a part of their their greatest success. And I don't think there's been a day that goes by where you know Neil Sean isn't asked about you know what's it going to take to get Steve Perry back in the band. It, you know, it just sounded like I don't know if it was you know he, he was being like a like whining about not being a part of the band or 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 what it was. But eventually he just you know walks away from music for twenty years. What what was the story behind him walking away from it all? Yeah, so the interesting thing uh, about Behind the Music, it's basically 
so it's a couple of decades since that episode uh, aired, and it's kind of the worst of reality television. You know, they would take sections of what people said and put them completely out of context, and then what appeared to happen in that final moment where Steve Perry said, quote, I never felt like I was part of that band, unquote, is they took that snippet of that interview, and then they showed it to Herbie Herbert, and they showed it to Neil Sean, and they showed it to Ross Valerie and to Jonathan Cain to get their immediate reactions on camera. And of course, their reactions were, what do you mean he never felt like he was part of the band? He was <laughs> the band. He was, he was running the band. But what Steve was actually talking about was the moment that we've been talking about just now. He's talking about that very early moment in 1977 where you have these four incredibly accomplished musicians. I mean, Ainsley Dunbar, the drummer, had played with David Bowie and Frank Zappa, and Ross Valerie, the bass player, had played with the Steve Miller Band. And of course, you mentioned Neil Sean and Greg Raleigh had been in Santana. Greg Raleigh, one of the founders of Santana, who sang Black Magic Woman and who was on the stage at Woodstock in 1969. Um, of course, he didn't feel like he was part of that band, but over the years, he not only became a part of it, but he made it his own. Wow, that's uh, let me see about the success of uh, of the band. You're talking about being the most successful of the 21st century. Was that because of that? Uh, Don't stop believing, being used at the end of the Sopranos. How much of an impact did yeah. that have on the band? I mean, that had a tremendous impact. So when Don't Stop Believin' was used in the final scene of The Sopranos, uh, and by the way, it almost wasn't. I mean, if you look at that final scene, you'll see Tony thumbing through the jukebox, and there were a couple of other options that they, f- they got in frame that, the, that David Chase, the producer, could have used if Steve Perry had not agreed to let them use Don't Stop Believin'. But in the end, he did agree because it was not going to be a bloodbath finale that he was afraid of associating Don't Stop Believin' with. But when that, when that episode aired, they didn't have a lead singer. Uh, they had just fired the second replacement, Jeff Scott Soto, uh, basically because he was going to try to take the band in more of a Sammy Hagar, Van Halen direction, like he was going to be the Sammy Hagar to Steve Perry's David Lee Roth. Uh, and they had fired the previous replacement lead singer, Steve Augeri, uh for lip-syncing. So they were without a lead singer. They couldn't go out on tour and capitalize on this sudden explosion of their popularity. And I mean explosion. The day before that episode aired, Don't Stop Believing was downloaded on iTunes only a thousand times. The day after it aired, it was downloaded six thousand times. Wow. Just that day. Yeah. Uh, again, this is David Hamilton uh, Galan, the author of uh, *Living Justified Emotion: The Journey, the Story of American Rock*. And one thing that just happened not that long ago: um, Steve Smith, the drummer, who is uh, like one of the one of my favorite drummers. He's originally from Massachusetts. He and Ross mm-hmm. Valerie left the band under really very questionable and 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 pretty explosive uh considerations and there were lawsuits you know being filed one way or another what was that situation all about because it sounded you know pretty uh, you know pretty harsh and brutal whatever happened with those two guys and in particular neil sean Yeah, thank you for that question. This is one of the myths that I dispel in the book. Um, So what most journalists took away from that moment was basically what Neil Sean's press releases said, um, which were incredibly self-serving. Ultimately, Neil Sean has to give... 
uh, you could you might call it a twelve and a half percent rent of all of his journey income to Steve Perry, and so does Jonathan Cain. Um, but Neil Sean, that particularly has irked him over the years. He has a lot of alimony to pay. A lot of uh, I don't. He may not have child support anymore. His kids may be grown at this point. Um, but he has had a lot of expenses, a lot more expenses over the years, and to have a significant chunk of his income uh, going to Steve Perry because of a deal that he agreed to um, has irked him uh, and uh, has been difficult for him to to square with. And so what he did was he created a side group called Journey Through Time. He brought back Greg Raleigh into that one, uh, drummer Dean Castronovo, who's back in the band, um, and uh, a couple of other players. And he established his 100% control, his ownership over that group. Originally, he was just doing it as a charity benefit, but then when he realized he could make money, sell T-shirts, uh, release albums, maybe even go out on tour with that group, that was very tempting for him because he would get 100% of those profits and he wouldn't have to share that with Steve Perry. Um, when the lawyers for Nightmare Productions uh, Incorporated learned of this, and Nightmare owns Journey, uh, Nightmare is that organization, the, cor- the corporation that's, that Herbie Herbert founded back when they were an early, back in the early days, back in the 1970s. When Nightmare learned of this, uh, which all the members from the early 1980s co-own, uh, as well as the estate of Herbie Herbert, um, Nightmare's lawyers learned of this, and of course they filed an action um, against Neil um, and uh, for for abusive copyright of the Journey name and the Journey brand, and then Neil attempted to use his authority within Nightmare to try to uh, win the day, uh, to try to get Nightmare to back off. Um, and so uh, Steve Smith and Ross Valerie, along with, by the way, Steve Perry and Herbie Herbert, who was still alive at the time, they basically said, "No, you can't do this." Um, uh, you can't use the journey name uh, in this way. If you want to do it, you have to make a deal with us. And um, uh, he uh, and his lawyers turned around and then fired Steve Smith and Ross Valerie from the band, which was uh, not technically legal for them to do, although it's now been resolved with the, uh, the lawsuits have uh, resulted in... Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm blocking on the word. Uh, when you don't go to court, but you, you work it out outside of court, that's called a... <laughs> no, like it's, 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 they, they had an agreement. They, they said a lot of court. Yeah. Yes, they had an agreement. I'm having a senior it's, moment. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a <laughs> right. We have them all the time. I think the lesson learned is you never go into business with uh, anything called nightmare management. I think that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that'd be like you getting involved in a financial situation with a place called uh, financial insolvency, you know, or bankruptcy. Yeah, you, you would never do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. David Hamilton Galan, the author of Living Just to Find Emotion, uh, Journey, the Story of American Rock. It's a great story, and we appreciate you coming on the show today to talk about it. Fellas, thanks so much for having me on. It's been an absolute blast. You're welcome. And now we must go our separate ways. Oh, oh did you see what I didn't did Didn't see there? that one coming. <laughs> well, I feel the winds of March coming. Oh, there oh, oh, man. God. This guy's on fire. Well, there you go. <laughs> Good to have you, David. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hey, 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 728. And Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it, and he sent the right kind of file today. Good for him. Yeah. That's terrific. Yeah, he didn't do that uh, unreadable thing like he did yesterday. Hey, uh, tonight, Pat Kelly is going to be at uh, Free Music Friday at the Aria Ballroom at MGM. Trail of Trash is the band uh, tonight. Uh, Pat will be there with the road crew. Your chance to win some cool prizes and 
Listen to Trailer Trash, the uh, Free Music Friday Winter Edition tonight at the Aria Ballroom at MGM with Pat and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic now, Rock. They're, they're newcomers, right? That Trailer Trash, I've never heard of them before. But really? I, I've only heard of them once ever other before. They, but, uh, it's, a, it's a rare New England appearance, uh, Trailer yeah. Trash. I, uh, I, I, I'm interested to see how the concert goes. It's nice to see young artists <laughs> up and coming. <laughs> And, and really getting the crowds going. Oh out yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Now, uh, no, I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't be there tonight. But uh, you'll have a good time uh, this evening with Pat. Wait till Brian Damage gets there. Oh man, it, I believe it's uh, Brian Damage. Oh, is that? How it's... I don't know. I believe they're playing this uh, this time around. Does he shop at Target too? <laughs> I think he does. Uh, we got news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Seven Thirty Two with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Technicians get up to a five thousand dollars sign on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Northampton man was arrested for robbing a man and a woman at knife point, then kidnapping the woman to a motel on Wednesday evening, according to the West Springfield Police. Michael Hunter. What would you call him for short? <clears throat> uh, Mike? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Mick, Mister Hunter. Yes, you know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out a, a better way to say that. Uh, who lives in the Leeds section of Northampton will be charged with two counts of assault with a dangerous weapon and one count each of assault to commit rape, armed robbery, kidnapping, and assault and battery. The department said uh, it was 5:30 p.m. on February 7th when officers got a call to 11:30 Riverdale Street for a report that a man, later identified as Hunter, had attacked a man and woman with a knife. Hunter uh, ordered the woman to come with him against her will. He then took her to a nearby motel and rented a room under his name. Well, that would have been an interesting uh, reservation. Uh Uh, When police got to the motel room and knocked on the door, uh, Hunter responded. He opened the door after hesitating briefly. Uh, The woman inside was inside the room, and though she was not hurt, she was in a distraught state, police said. Officers found two knives on Hunter. One had been used in an assault and robbery. He was then arrested and taken into custody without incident. That's a pretty scary situation. It's real scary. Like, uh, this guy, they're, it, it, I'm, I'm glad the police found the guy before he did anything. Uh, you know, obviously he was charged with a attempt uh, right. at, at an assault charge. Uh, but, man, I, I just, people say, oh, it'll never happen. Well, you don't know that. You, you never know. And you know what? Uh, and that, not to judge a book by its cover, but uh, you look at the mugshot and you can say, hmm, yeah, no, I could see it. Yes, I can see why his name has uh, besmirched, besmirched him his entire yes. life. I'm and, sure. Uh, Forever. And I'm sure that is like, you know, it's like one of those people whose uh, <laughs> name matches the, the crime. Right. You know what I mean? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, two juvenile Holyoke juveniles are facing firearms charges after officers found them in possession of stolen guns. On Saturday, Holyoke police found two juveniles on Main Street driving a Tesla that had been reported stolen from a house on Dwight Street. Steal a Tesla? Steal something with balls, man. Well, t- Tesla's a good vehicle. I mean, uh, I think you want to steal a car if it's not going to be missed. You know what you want to steal? That Dodge Charger that was riding my ass this morning up Route 202. Yeah, That right. one. Get that get that car. I always think that you know, the best car to steal is one that no one's going to really miss. Like uh, like you stole a, a Lacar, a Renault Lacar. No a, one's going to miss that. Or a Granada. 
Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Nobody, yeah. how, when was the last time a Granada was made? 1983? You ever heard uh, the words all points bulletin and Ford Fiesta in the same sentence? No. I don't think so. Yeah. We're on the lookout for a Ford Fiesta. My sister had one of those. <laughs> she bought it brand new, and the thing was only like $8,000 because yeah. it was the base model that was a stick shift that had no radio or everything was manual in it. No, it, it was no like, AC. It yeah, was right. Like, it was like the last, I, that was probably like the early 2000s. I think it was like the last round of vehicles that they made that you could buy those stripped down base models. You can't do that anymore. They don't make them like that. When they were first marketing the uh, Ford Fiesta, it was the Ford Fiesta, the world car. The world Yeah, because you'd have to go around the world to find someone who wanted to buy a Ford Fiesta. Or fix one, for that matter. Right. That's what, what wound up becoming the problem. They stopped making the parts for them, and then she couldn't get, and then she had to get rid of the car. There were a ton of Fiestas on the road, though. There were, it was there like, a ton uh, of them. Well, what you do is, uh, in order to operate that thing, you just get out in the back and you turn that little <laughs> winder up and just let it go. You know, like the little, <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, officers were able to take them into custody, and one of the juveniles had a stolen and loaded gun on him. A second loaded gun was found inside the car. Both guns were loaded, and uh, one of them had it was... Okay, here's the way this is written. One of them was had a switch that makes it fully automatic. One of them was... was had a... What is Bo it? Both guns were loaded, and one of them was had a switch that makes it fully automatic. Hmm. That seems to be uh, incorrect English. Due to their age, uh, the names of the suspects will not be released. That was from uh, Samantha Galecki and Taylor Smith of uh, WGGB. Okay. Good work, ladies. One of them had a switch. One of them has what one of them was had a switch that makes it fully automatic. Mm. You know, I uh, I'm thinking these uh, these news kids <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, I, uh, go back to school. Simple oversight. Anyone can make that mistake. Are you sure about that? No, but I'm going to say it just to just to sound like I'm nice. A uh, public health alert was issued after several people found rocks and frozen chicken meals they purchased at Trader Joe's and at least one person with damaged teeth from the contaminant, according to the <laughs> USDA. The frozen, ready-to-eat chicken, lentil, and caramelized onion pilaf is no longer available for purchase. Darn, oh, darn, darn. Oh, no. <laughs> Produced by Mama Vicky's between November 1st of 2023 and January 19th of this year, it comes in 14-ounce plastic packages with establishment number P45322 in the USDA mark of inspection. The reportedly tainted food was discovered by FSIS, after multiple people complained of embedded rocks in the chicken pilaf they bought at Trader Joe's. Man, if you can't trust Mama Vicky, who can you trust? You know what, though? There was probably somebody out there who ate all that chicken going, oh, man, this they're really getting they're getting good with this uh, range, free-range chicken. These uh, are organic pieces of gravel. Yeah, this is, uh, this is where the chicken was lying down in the big <laughs> open range that he was on. He wasn't bumping into other ones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He was he was eating the dirt. Mm, that's good gravel. Yeah, I like a chicken that gets tortured before he gets uh, killed. Yeah, eat the dirt there, pen. And he shoved the chicken's face into the dirt. Yeah, and who doesn't love rice pilaf crunchy style? I love crunchy rice pilaf. <laughs> Isn't that supposed to be soft? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah, one person had dental damage, though there haven't been any additional reports of injury or illness. Anyone concerned for themselves should consult a doctor. The department is urging anyone who may have purchased the Trader Joe's chicken to check their freezers and throw it away or bring it back to the store. The package labels can be viewed on the website. Consumers, yeah, and they can call the numbers and all that stuff. But, uh, man, just when you think you're getting fresh food from a Trader Joe's. <laughs> you ever go to there? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Trader Joe's. They got some interesting things up there for sale, like uh, sauces and, and spices oh, and yeah. things like that. But then a lot of it is like weird organic stuff yeah i know it's kind of cultish in a way yes like, like, like the, and, I, and i don't mean that in a negative way i mean there's the, the people that love trader joe's love trader joe's there is a douchiness to the people who religiously shop at a trader joe's i think i go there once every couple of years i think i'm with you yeah the only one i'm up in hadley which is very rare my wife and i are big fans of the uh, trader joe's salsa that's actually really good. Trader Joe's salsa? Yes. Do you know why people say salsa? Because they like to say salsa. That's right. Uh, Trader Joe's salsa is pretty good. It's good. I get, let me tell you, man. There ain't nothing better than homemade fresh salsa. You get the tomatoes, oh, the cilantro, the onions, and all that stuff and make that. I'm going to make that uh, for Super Bowl. I haven't made it in a long time. Maybe I should uh, consider that. You should. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's really good. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, let me see where this, uh, idiot, uh, story is here that I had here. Uh, da, 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 da. oh, you know what? I wanted to talk about Nancy Grace real quick. Cause she's an idiot. <laughs> I, I can't stand her. She, she, she just talks like this all the time. You she's know, so it, authoritative. It, it, like she knows everything. I hate the contrived outrage. Yeah. Like, like if, if there's a crime or some case comes court case, you know, she's got this stern sneer on her, on her puss. Yeah. I don't like yeah. that. Uh, Sonny Hostin has explained how fellow TV journalist Nancy Grace influenced her to change her professional name to something more Americanized. Okay. Born, now I don't know how to say it, uh, but I'm going to try it. Asuncion? Asuncion. Okay. Uh, Cummings. The View co-host uh, used to go by her Spanish name in the, her early career when she appeared alongside Grace on Court TV. However, Grace's constant struggle to pronounce Asuncion had uh, led her to create a stage name, host and revealed in a recent episode of a PBS docuseries, Finding Your Roots. Uh, Grace struggled at every take. It was just so crazy, she just couldn't get it. Then she said at the break, Can I say something to you? And I was like, sure. And she was like, do you have another name, a nickname? And she just kept at it, and she was basically telling me, you're really good at this, but that name ain't going to fly. You're just going to need a nickname. This, this is on the air. Oh, well, during the break. Okay. Right? All right. She continued uh, and said, I, had, I, I said to her, some friends in high school who couldn't pronounce my name call me Sonny, but no one in my family calls me Sonny. I don't use it professionally. And the next segment, she introduces her as Sonny Hostin. Oh, my God. Hostin said that uh, once she uh, started going by Sonny, all of a sudden people remembered who I was and her career took off. I guess, but I mean, okay, but you know what? It's the woman's name. You know, don't insult her by you know, telling her to change it. Yeah. Elsewhere in the episode, hosting who? Uh, oh, okay. Well, this goes on to, to other things about this woman that I don't really oh care God. about. But I, I just the, the idea that uh, Nancy Grace. I'm gonna give you a stage name, and this is gonna help boost your career for the life of me. Yeah, the life of me. 
I cannot understand why this woman is still on television. I find her to be almost impossible to watch. And it's not because, you know, the questions are bad or whatever. It's her personality yeah, but, rubs me the the wrong way. But but there's a certain percentage of the population that loves this stuff. They love listening to her go on. It's like a tabloidy, you know, it's always a kidnapping, a murder, a mystery, I any know. kind of, you know, stuff. And and obviously that those are like one of the most popular documentaries right now on streaming services yep. are these murder mystery things. But how often has Nancy Grace you know, you know, drawn a conclusion before a case is over, only to be found that she's way off and wrong. Well, I a mean, lot. I mean, she's a woman, Bax. I no, mean, I she's get got that. An opinion. She's uh, all right. She, listen, she's, what, uh, Mark from West Springfield. What do you call a woman with an opinion? I don't know. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Zing Pow. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, but uh, in all seriousness, Nancy Grace is a horrible, horrible person. Terrible human and being. And I don't even know why she's still popular. Your Pioneer Valley forecast. <laughs> I don't know why we're still popular. I, that's a mystery in itself. It really it? is. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 49. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Game time means... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 7.50 in the Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be a really nice day today. Uh, sunny and a high of 55. It's uh, something. Right, uh, 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Just want to let everybody know, uh, next hour, it's Open Line Friday. Your chance to uh, air your grievances, uh, in, enjoy the fun. Please, uh, no uh, vile language or hate speech. You know, Please. No, please, and no, and uh, you know, I I I love uh, meeting listeners. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, they come up. Uh, last night there was this uh, really nice woman who came up and said, "Hey, guess what I have? You guys were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, the days of our lives. You know, we, you and I, were both uh, sure. fans of that back in the '80s, right? Right. And uh, she shows me this jacket that she's got. It's a days of our lives like varsity jacket. Shut up. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? That is totally choice. And then uh, and then I come into work this morning and sometimes uh, it's not so great uh, having listener interactions uh, because there was a voicemail that was left very late last night and uh, this is what it sounded like. To listen to your messages, press 1. To send a message, press message received February 8th 11.18 p.m. 11.18. hey. About 11.25 in the evening uh, Thursday. Yeah, I like the fact your message still has the Bax and O'Brien, you know, because O'Brien was was the show. Anyway, uh, you know, and tomorrow, if you can hopefully listen to this before you have your show on Friday, you know, when you do your open line, um, you know, you know, look at Mike Jones. I mean, the guy might be... But the only bigger Mike Jones is uh, Vince the Plumber, you know, and you know just blow him off. I remember one day, one day it was a year ago or so, and he called in, and I heard you say to Bax, "Hang up, yeah, you got to hang up in this guy. He's gonna, you know, the same old crap." They shout out the Plimptons and uh, what was it one time to Jesus? I mean, come on, man. You know, I mean, there's a reason why after O'Brien was fired in uh, in uh, 2022 in January, and you didn't have an open line for like until what late October, early November, because you didn't want to get a call <laughs> like mine. I've tried to call in like 
eight or nine times, and I can't get through because I'm in Connecticut. Yeah, that's why. You know? Yeah, right. And it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to hear a call like mine. Here's a joke for you. You want to hear a joke? You know, what was it? Uh, back in, uh, uh, shoot, uh, February 2022. Hey, how many morons does it take to do a morning show? Well, between you two and Dave and you two and Marty now, you just don't have enough. <laughs> Really, O'Brien was a, a a unique talent, you know. I mean, and you're you're a real talent. I got to tell you, man, you are talented. Bax is a he's a he's a joke. Oh, <laughs> shots fired! He's one trick pony, sports, whatever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, blow off Vince the Plumber, please tomorrow because he blows. He totally screws up your. Your, uh, your open line. That's the only time I listen to any more five minutes of your show is that to see maybe you have somebody that might have, you know, I don't know, some credence or some, you know, something to say. Right, uh, by the way, the uh, Rock 102 voicemail <laughs> line brought to you by Popov and Fentanyl. <laughs> that guy called it. Yeah. 11.17 last night. I don't know whose time was off. He said 11.25. Well, it probably took him until 11.25 right, to finish exactly. the message. But, uh, but, but he said 11. It said 11.18 and then it was whatever. Well, but it, it was late. Either way, yeah. he's held on to this anger so long, like yeah. all damn day, that he finally figured, I am going to call on Thursday night and I am going to lob bombs all night long. Well, the, the, the thing is, he, he says... <laughs> He doesn't listen anymore since John is not here. Right. And uh, but but yet he has almost every detail imaginable <laughs> to the show. So he has he listened through that our uh, our Vietnam uh, for six months there with Bad right. Steve and Dave. He's listened to when we started doing open line. He listens more than he says he does. Yeah, right. Because you could because you couldn't be critical unless you were listening to know what you're being critical of. Yes, and you're specifying. People like Vince the Plumber and uh, Mike Judge, like he yeah. knows what he's talking about. Yet, I all I too have a struggle calling Connecticut sometimes because the <laughs> you know because it's a long distance phone call over the state line. Sure, sure. that I understand why he can't call in uh, most days. Now, uh, I will address this. Yeah, you know, he called me a joke and a uh, and a one trick pony well, uh, sports are. guy. I, mean, I, mean, I can't argue with that. Yeah. I really can't. I I, I I totally agree with him. Well, one trick punny sports guy. I believe he may have you mixed up with Scott Cohen. He's a one trick oh, pony sports guy. Oh boy, I don't guy. know. I got at least two tricks. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I can do this. Uh, and I can, I can do and this. I can do this from the couch. And I can do this too. So, all right, three tricks. I got three tricks, and then that's it. Well, I mean, uh, I just find it funny when somebody says, "Well, I don't listen to you anymore because I'm angry at A, B, and C." <laughs> <laughs> but D, E, and F, with all the other details of your show that I've encapsulated in my brain and decided, you know what? This requires a drunk booty call at 1118 at night on a Thursday. And then we will now open the phones up to the likes of you. And yes. we'll be doing open line Friday in just a matter of minutes. Absolutely. It's just about 757 Rock 102. Rock 102 has your big game. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? 
Well, I'm sure that many of you small-minded people are convinced that the NFL has been busy putting the finishing touches on the premeditated script for the Sunday Super Bowl. I'm choosing to bury my face in the sand and ignore all that cockamamie claptrap. Instead, I will focus on the rare speculation that the winner of Super Bowl 58 will, in fact, be dictated by whether which team scores the most points. And while most of you are amateur conspiracy nuts might disagree, I'm choosing to think otherwise. Now, obviously, there are people who believe the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the 49ers by a fistful of points. The Super Bowl MVP will be Patrick Mahomes again. And Travis Kelsey will drop to his knee, pull out an 87-carat diamond ring, and propose to Taylor Swift just like it says in the script. And while all of that may be possible, I'm starting to have a differing opinion. Yes, it would be great to see all those things happen. There's a big part of me, though, that hopes the 49ers' Brock Purdy pulls out one of the greatest performances in Super Bowl history. Why? Because after being the very last guy selected in the 2022 draft, Brock Purdy has already become the first Mr. Irrelevant to become the starting quarterback in a Super Bowl. Any Super Bowl. If this dude can somehow pull this off, this will become the most improbable feel-good story since the undrafted Kurt Warner won Super Bowl 34 for the Rams 24 years ago. Sure, most people would probably like to see the Chiefs win again and have Travis and Tay-Tay walk off into the sunset together. I, on the other hand, would like to see Brock Purdy blow this thing up, go lights out, and do what most people think is totally impossible. Which it is not, because the 49ers happen to be a much better team and have been all season long. So, which premeditated script are you going to believe? The one that you expect to see, or the one that's a much better story? Because if the Super Bowl script has been written, then they better factor in an alternative ending. Because the reality is that this game can go either way. And I'd be fine no matter how the script was written. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Join me at Rocky's Ace Hardware in celebrating National Bird Feeding Month. Go to Rocky's with a big 40-pound bag of wild bird food or 20 bucks. Uh, only 20 bucks. And the black oil sunflower seeds, same deal, 20 bucks. Feed your feathered friends with bird food that you got at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 and Brian Adams with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. Uh, sunny and a high of 55. What? Get out of here. And uh, it's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Line Friday! Alright, 293-1021, that is the number to call on the phone. Uh, No hate speech, no filthy language, try not to be a total blithering idiot. That's our job. Yes, that is definitely our job. Now, we had a bunch of people calling, and they gave up. Well, one of them's calling back. All right, here we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hello? Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hello? Hey, good morning. How you doing? This is Mike calling in, uh, talking about the baseball field. Where's the Field of Dreams guy? Where's the guy from the Field of Dreams? He wants the baseball field fixed. Where is the guy? Uh, you know what? It's been a while since we talked to that guy. I, I haven't heard from him. Yeah, we, got, bit. we got we got kids getting murdered. We don't have kids playing baseball. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer to that. I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it, but I appreciate the call, though. Take a look. Take a look. Take a look. Come on. Is it call-in Friday? 
Yes, it is. I, what is he talking I, about? I don't, uh, I'm not really sure right now. All right, uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yes, Mike Jones, guys. Hey, Mike. Hey, guess what? What? Today's my very last day of my probation. Woohoo! I'm celebrating. Well, congratulations. Guys. This what, is a great day. What were you on probation for, Mike? I sent my ex girlfriend a text message right away to it. Oh, yeah. Always gets the best. That's life. Yep. Yeah, what are you All, right, All right, there you go. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Fenton. Hey, what's up? Hey, open line, man. Yeah, you're on the air right now. What's up, man? Not much, dude. All right, thank you very All much. Right, thanks for listening to the sound of your own voice this morning. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, guys. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, Vince. Oh, man, there's some people hey. out there that hate you, my friend. I'm, you know what? But you know what? It, I loved it. I absolutely loved hearing that message because, you know what? I am so stuck in that guy's mind. And Plimpton and Hills, is so, they're so stuck in his mind. One day he's going to be using me as his plumber. You know what? We were just saying that on the air. One day someone's going to have a broken wax seal or a, or a toilet all backed up. And who are they going to call? They're going to call Vince the he's Plumber. Gonna- Exactly, and that's the big key to this. He doesn't understand. Is like you know, I getting on here and introducing myself as Vince the Plumber. This is money marketing, guys. You know, this guy doesn't understand. Yeah, that's it. Put my name out there as many times as you want, brother. I love it. You yeah, know? All right, all right, Vince. We well, right, well, well, where's week. your shout out? Do you have the shout out? You know, shout outs oh, today. Shout out, yep. You know, my shout outs are always to Plimpton and Hills, uh, FW Webb, Springfield Plumbing. Any of the other plumbers around here, all of us are connected. So all we're right. all good. We're Have a great one, guys. All right, go, go, give, go get some shower head today. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Terry. Hey, Terry, what's up? I just called to tell you guys that I love you. No, oh, we love you. Great music, great conversation. You start my day off. Just You guys are a hoot. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Ooh, a hoot. Thank you. From Appreciate Connecticut. That. From, from Connecticut. <laughs> wow. Wow. How'd you get through? That other guy who was trying to call from Connecticut, he said he couldn't get over the uh, long distance line. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, thanks well, for the call. Appreciate it. Keep up the work. Play more Buds Up. Okay. All right. The Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. This is Tim from Westside. Hey, what's, what's up, up? Tim? How are we doing? I just wanted to call and say thanks, guys. I love listening to you every morning, and I want to do a shout out to my boy, Billy Bob who's the chef over there at uh, Bay State, cooking for all those nurses and doctors and everybody else, the patients and all that. Hey, they all got to eat. Yeah, Billy Bob's a good dude. Yeah. All right. Yes, all right, guys. Have a good one. All, all right, right. You too. All right. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yes, Mike Jones. All right. Okay, he already had his call. Rock 102, <laughs> good morning. Who's this? Yeah, Jimmy from Britain. <laughs> hey. Listen, that guy that called up with that long spiel and all that, he is so full of it. <laughs> See, and Vax, Vax, you're the greatest as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I like John too, but you're the you're the you're the main man. So, well, that thank you. Well, I, I appreciate the support, and and you know what? Oh, you hung up on me. Yeah, right, okay. you know what? Yeah. The moment I started talking, then he hung up. Right, all that cost you was ten dollars and a fish sandwich to have that guy call. <laughs> Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Is this? Hey, it's George from Agawam. How hey, are you? George, hey, what's, what's up, up, George? Hey, actually, right at the moment, I'm in Stockbridge going into Great Barrington, and can you believe I actually got through? It's amazing. It's a miracle yeah, from it's... that distance? Yeah, yeah, it's almost as far as Connecticut. 
Almost. No, almost. It's actually further than Connecticut. Wow. Actually, hey, you know, if it's I, vertically, it's shorter. Yeah, okay, it? straight yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. You know, I hardly ever listen to you guys, you know, except for, for Open Line Fridays, because, you know, that that's the only way I can tell you that that other broadcaster was better than you guys. I never listen to you every single day because you entertain me. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because you're... That's that's our fault. Too much entertainment all at once. Yes. What time did you yeah. start drinking pop off? Two nine three one zero two one. Exactly. Yeah. All right, dude. You know, hey, to, 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 to quote Tay Tay, haters gonna hate. And uh, to quote my favorite uh, cartoon character, character Bugs Bunny. That guy is a maroon. There you go. Yeah, all right. Appreciate that. All right. You have Thank a good, you. Have a good right. weekend. Talk to you. All right. Rock one zero two. Good morning. Who's this? Tony. Tony. Tony, what's going on? What's up, Tony? Hey, talking about uh, Nancy Grace here. Yes. Yeah, Nancy Grace, Tony. What's up? Like everyone, I'm like whack her in her melon and just want to puke at her voice. Yeah, I want to whack her right in the face. <laughs> that would be really like bad. She's really annoying. Kind of like Dom Dom style. Yeah, Dom Dom. You know, I'm doing it Tony style. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a great day. Yeah, all right. Uh, you too. Uh, Rock 102. Oh, boy, how about that? Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, how you doing? This is Kevin here. I just got to tell you, I've never seen a radio DJ more obsessed than Taylor Swift than Pumpkinhead. I think he's got a secret cut on her and Kelsey. What's up, Nagel? If the, if the Super Bowl's fixed, put down a big bet. Prove us wrong. I, uh... I like uh, Taylor Swift. Well, I, what's, I what's, what's not to like? Yeah, yeah. what's not to like? Very and what's not to like about uh, Mr. Kelsey either? And uh, well, he's a hell of a tight end. Listen, uh, you're the, talking about the Super Bowl fix and everything. You're obsessed, Pumpkinhead. Listen, uh, you. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> Have you been on TikTok? Do you know the videos I've been watching? <laughs> Do you understand that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are going to save America during Super Bowl Fifty Eight or Sixty Three, depending if you listen to Scott Cohen or not? <laughs> Let me tell you, the TikToks are never wrong. Never wrong. You're obsessed. You have a 13 tattooed on your ankle. You love her pumpkin head. All right. All right. Well, there you All go. Right. Well, thank you. Pumpkin, pumpkin head. head. What, is, what is that? I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, because my head is so big. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Nate. Hey, Nate. What's up? Hey, you guys seen that new T-Birds logo for this weekend with the three eyeballs? Yeah, the isotopes. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty sick. It's been eating at Bondi's Island, I think. Well, that's always a possibility. That three, that three-eyed trout, uh, yeah, right. could be their next logo, their next mascot. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe a three-headed nagel one day. All right, yeah, all right. Okay, what's, uh, what's up with my head? Today? I don't know. What's everyone's on you for? for uh, 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 Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Dan from Springfield. How you guys doing? Good. What's going on? Nothing. So I. Listen to the guy that left you the voicemail last night at 1130. Yeah. And, and go back and listen to it again. It sounds like John O'Brien is talking to Barry Krieger <laughs> on the telephone. <laughs> well, then it, it, they're, sound, they're not one of the I, same. When I, first, you know, when I first heard it, I'm like, is Barry Krieger calling like, Rock 102? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, all right. Uh, you did that to yourself. I'll tell you about the... Uh, what did I tell you about the filthy language? Yeah. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yes, again, Mike Jones. Oh, oh man, boy. Mike. Uh, 
Rock <laughs> Good morning, who's this? Good morning, Bax. This is Bill from Springfield. This is Billy Bob, my buddy Tim. Hey, I appreciate you giving me a holler out, buddy. Appreciate oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Steve. Oh, yeah. Steve, you're... you... Go ahead. Wait, wait. You, keep up the, you keep up the good work there, and Bax, you too. Go ahead. All right. Well, what's on the lunch menu at Bay State today? Thank you. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> we have a lot of good things at Bay State. We have uh, rotisserie chicken with fresh vegetables, Ooh. mashed potatoes, and we we put out a good, uh, nice uh, s'moresport for the uh, residents and for the uh, wow, that's pretty good. The doctors, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, you guys should. Uh, I listen to you guys every morning. You guys are great. Keep up the good work, and you guys um, make me laugh all the time. It's just keep up the good work, guys. You know, yeah, you and keep up, a- listen. You keep up the good work too. I heard that they wanted to sell that cafeteria out to a Golden Corral, but oh, they said please. no. <laughs> we're we're hiring this guy, <laughs> and he's got a smorgasbord. <laughs> hey, all they got to do is uh, just uh, come to uh, the. They want to. Sub- they want to sub out to uh, Applebee's restaurant, you know, for the two hundred dollar gift certificate, you know. Listen, they're trying well, to save people's lives at Bay State. They wouldn't try to do anything people. to hurt them by having Applebee's there. <laughs> you guys are great. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. All right, you and back, too. back, who are you taking in the Super Bowl, real quick? You know what? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I kind of want to see San Francisco win. Yeah, me too. How about you, Steve, real quick? Chiefs, of course. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. The whole dream can't happen if it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I saw okay. it on the TikToks. Yeah, all right. All right, thanks. Oh, there you go. Thanks for the call. Thanks, guys. Have a thanks. great day. Yep. All right. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. It's Lieutenant Dan from Ludlow. Hey, Lieutenant Dan. What's up? <laughs> Just want to give a couple shout-outs to Mario the Oil Man, Stormy Daniels, Monzi. <laughs> And Mad Max. <laughs> All right. Well, All thanks right. for calling I'm, in. I'm sure they're listening. Thank yeah, you very much. Rock 102, good morning is this. Joey. Hey, Joey. Hey, yeah. I've been with my wife over 20 years. She's finally excited to see the Super Bowl. And I realize now it's only because she thinks she's going to get a chance to see Taylor Swift. Yeah, well. That's it. That's, that's, that's the only reason why a lot of people are feeling that way. Yeah. <laughs> You guys have a great day. All, All right, right, you thank too. You. Okay, here we go. Thup, 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 thup. They were calling, and now they stopped. What is that? Well, they're, they're calling back. Oh, I, yeah. I see the line there. There we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? It's Vico, Girls and Eagle. I was calling to tell you guys I thought I was the first black black listener you had back in the day, but I found somebody else that's <laughs> also another black listener. Well, and, uh, Chuck and Eddie's in Hartford. Chuck and, and Eddie? Like, okay, so now there's. Yeah, Chuck and Eddie's in Hartford. So now there's two of us. There's so, actually uh, there's there's actually more than yeah, two. Yeah, there's I, more I, than I, two. I will tell you, there's actually uh, quite a few that have listened. Well, I, hey, like I said, I only met two. Me and Milk one. Me and another <laughs> guy that worked in Chuck and Eddie. I went in there to get some parts and. We don't, yeah, we, you guys on. we don't see racial barriers here. We no. uh, everybody I enjoys know, a good D I joke, know, don't you? I know. I'm just saying what I'm just giving you my what I know. Well, you know what? I appreciate your support. <laughs> and plus, you guys are funnier now. Better than when uh, old tough shirt John was. There. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Easy, guys. Appreciate it. All right, uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Ace from Connecticut. Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Uh, I have a, a dilemma. 
I was uh, at the bar the other day, and I met this uh, older broad or older lady. And she was like uh, like fifty seven, but she had the body of like a thirty two year old. Uh huh. I'm thirty seven myself, and uh, it was something she said to me while we were like hooking up. Uh, she said something like, "I like them young," and it gave me that cringe factor. What do you think? Like, am I just offer? Uh, you no. know what, dude? Old tongue is still good tongue, okay? <laughs> it's like French kissing your grandmother. You'll get over it after a couple of minutes. <laughs> Listen, uh, I think there's all kinds there's of ways no to be creeped out in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Listen, like li- listen. Like, I'm like, how young do you like them? Li- listen, listen. This is all in your favor. Early dinners, cheap dinners, half-price dinners, and you'll be home by 7 o'clock. <laughs> Everything she Every buys night. you is at 15% off. Hell yeah. And don't, yeah. don't forget like to leave like your it. keys on the Davenport <laughs> on your way out. <laughs> All right. Thanks. thanks for the call. Yeah, All right. We appreciate it. Go. All right. There you go. That's there's your open line Friday. That's your promo clip for the weekend. <laughs> it's 824 on Rock 102. Live in concert. Saturday night's royalty. Chicken party wings, frozen, two and a half pound bag, $5. While supplies last, Arnold's fresh bone-in ribeye steaks, $9.99 a pound. Are your home, your business too, quadroinsurance.com is for you. I had a fire in one of my buildings. Chris was right there. You know, he actually came right over. Or I know if I had done business with a bigger online service, I would just be a number to him where Chris really saw through the whole process with me. Quadroinsurance.com is for you. Porter and Chester Institute wants you to start the new year off right with an exciting opportunity. They've got big plans for you in 2024. PCI is now welcoming students for classes beginning on March 18th. If you're ready to embrace this great opportunity, explore their many offerings at porterchester.edu and make a fresh start. Why choose PCI? It's simple. Career skills that pay. Why PCI? Why not PCI? Porter and Chester Institute, porterchester.edu. Class is starting March 18th. Your appetite for a fresh, locally sourced breakfast or lunch awaits you at Momo Snack Shack in McKinstry's Market Garden. Savor locally sourced homemade sandwiches, soups, burgers, even authentic street tacos. Treat your appetite to food as fresh as can be. Momo Snack Shack at McKinstry's in Chicopee. It's 827 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Apparently, it's field trip day here at Rock 102. This is uh, this is very cool. What's uh, what's going on here? We have uh, we have uh, Steve Forney who heads up uh, the broadcasting uh, uh, course over at Westfield Technical Academy. He brought some students by. Was, they just wanted to see how all the lights and buttons work. Yeah, nice little setup we got here. Thanks for having us in. It's guys. not really that nice. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's antiquated and, uh, and and potentially lethal. So, so awesome. tell us what you did. This is awesome. Yeah, this is this is really cool here. Thanks for having having us on here. What's your name? Uh, my name is Lindsay. Lindsay, thanks for coming in. So, uh, what have you done here uh, yes. uh, this morning? So, uh, I designed this 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 wonderful <laughs> T-shirt. I I listen with my mom every morning for the College of Criminal Knowledge. Oh, okay. Very, um, very original design <laughs> for for the future school. 
Oh, wow. for, for the future school for the that future hasn't school. broke ground yet. Actually. Not yet. We were just Not talking yet. about they're breaking new ground on it uh, next week. <laughs> and, uh, well, thank you so much. This That's is a beautiful. lovely shirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was well done designed. on your own, though. This yes, wasn't I, done yeah. in a classroom, no. right? Wow. Wow. Never. Yeah, well. No. Yeah. Let's say yeah, no. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, by senior year, they, they sort of have the freedom to, uh, you know... Like independent projects, whatever yes. they want. Yeah, yeah. independent projects, creative so. experimental yeah. um, pro- projects and processes. Yeah. So Lindsay spent her her time this week making a college of criminal knowledge with a rooster on it, mm-hmm. just That's for perfect. you, Steve. That's <laughs> the mascot. This is why I wish I was back in school. All these cool things that I missed out on. Yeah, and I don't know it's, why we didn't have that kind of thing. When yeah, I was instead it was like school. algebra. And yeah, like abs- math, and science, science, biology, please. and all that. Who needs that? Yeah. Not, we're not sine, cosine, and tangent in yeah. high school. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. But make a T-shirt. All of a sudden, that get you that get you places. That's true. And you got some other students here with you, too. Yeah, we brought, uh, these are all seniors. Elena's here and Samaya and, and Curtis, who's, uh, uh, actually, Curtis is really good at, at running a lot of both video and audio production, so he kind of runs our studios at the school. That's great. Oh, wow. Hey, um, uh, we're looking for a person that does video stuff. And uh, we're, we're looking for anybody right yeah. now. So. We're also right. looking for a budget, so if you know anybody <laughs> with that, uh, we can help you. Well, but, guys, we appreciate you coming in. Hey, thanks for having good us. Good to see you. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Thanks awesome. a bunch. It's uh, 829 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. Time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. You know, there's so much going on here. I didn't even pull any of the news up yet. Uh, so we will go by uh, each story one by one on uh, on Western Mass News. Actually, okay? I'm going to interrupt you because yeah. a major breaking story. Uh, the con- former conductor of the Boston Symphony Orchestra, yeah. Seiji Ozawa, uh, has died at the age of 88. Your head stole the words from my heart again, Bax. Uh, I was just about to tell you about uh, when I was going to butcher his name. Seiji Ozawa. Seiji Ozawa. That's right. I was uh, I was just about to tell you that. I, I, I will tell you. I will tell you. I have seen uh, Seiji uh, conduct at Tanglewood when uh, I was in my ute. In your ute? Yeah. My parents took us, uh, me and my sister, to Tanglewood, and Seiji Ozawa was, uh, was conducting. Uh wow! Look at you. I know. So you got to see a great before he passed away. No, I got to sit in a lawn about three hundred thousand yards away from where he was conducting an orchestra. You could have just watched it on YouTube uh, years I later. Probably, probably you know? could have. But yes, he uh, he has passed away at the age of eighty-eight. Uh, two juveniles were taken into custody late last week after a stolen car crash in a Holyoke snowbank. Holyoke. Ooh, I didn't. They're robbing snowbanks now. <laughs> I've always put my, all my uh, money and in invested in uh, snowbanks. Cold, hard cash, all at the snowbank. I would like to make a deposit yeah. at the snowbank and, uh, take a, and take out a, a snowbank loan. If A snowbank here in East Longmeadow, all they do is they put a roof around it and say, okay, here's another bank. Like East Longmeadow needs yeah. one more bank. Right. And this is the only place they can have a drive-thru. <laughs> a drive-thru snowbank. Yeah. Now that I'd like to see. Uh, Holyoke police uh, said that officers responded to a stolen vehicle call on Dwight Street on Friday. The vehicle, they added, was a Tesla, and investigators were able to track the car's location. Officers tried to pull the car over in the area of Main Street, but the driver allegedly refused to stop. The car then crashed into a snowbank, and those inside fled on foot, but two of the three suspects, both of whom were juveniles, were caught a short time later. One juvenile reportedly had a stolen gun on this person, and a second gun was found inside the car. Investigators explained that both guns were loaded, and one of them was equipped with a switch that would make the gun fully automatic. A rat a tat tat tat. Right? Right. 
Lisa said the uh, suspects' names will not be released due to their age. A stolen Tesla. That just seems like, uh, again, we talked about this last hour. Wouldn't you go for a better vehicle? You know, uh, Teslas are uh, you know, very highly rated on Consumer Reports uh, reliability testing. You could ask Mike Quincy right to his face about the Tesla, and he'd probably give you a pretty good review. Oh, really? But, uh, you know, for me, if I was going to uh, steal a car, you know, whether it's for parts or a joyride, I would take a car that would be, like, uh, missed a little bit less. Missed a little bit less. Like, like a Yugo or a smart car. Somebody mentioned a Yugo on that uh, Route 10 tire listener line uh, texting. Ah, thing. 413-293-1021. And uh, I, I forgot about the Yugo. How can you forget about the Yugo? Well, they were worse than the Ford Fiesta by far. Well, you know, uh, people uh, laughed when the country of Yugoslavia thought it was to put, uh, you know, put cars on the road. But those things were choice. Yes, they were. Beautiful. The game. Yugo. Now, that was the one that would blow over with the wind speeds of 25 miles per hour. Well, yeah. I mean, wind shear was not exactly its friend. Well, yeah, usually, uh, the, the, what was it, a Yugoslavian car? Is it was from it was? Yugoslavia, yes. What are there some uh, countries that make uh, great vehicles? You never hear, like, great vehicles coming from. You don't hear, uh, I mean, like... Like every like Canada has not uh, really produced a good solid car yet. Are there many countries that don't make cars? Yeah, sure. There's uh, like uh, sure, like Uganda doesn't make one. I, I don't know of any cars coming out of New Zealand. So they just buy all. It's all like imported vehicles when they do. Yeah, that? yeah. By the way, um, Time Magazine called the Yugo one of the fifty worst cars of all time. Really, I don't know why. Was that thing seemed one? to hug the road. What? Was it number one? Uh, among the 50. I don't know what uh, what number. But, uh, yeah. Among the 50 worst cars of all time. Um, I'm trying to think. I had a Chevy Celebrity. Uh-huh. That, that thing took a beating. I bet it did. And uh, kept on driving after that. Mm. And then, uh, what else did I have? I had, a, I had a 1978 Chevy Impala. Ooh. That thing was good. Gold, man. Sweet set of wheels. Uh, big enough, huge. Mm-hmm. You could get uh, you could get action in the front seat, the back seat, and even the trunk had so much space in there. I never got any of that, of course. Right. But uh, but and uh, I think the car. What was the the insurance cost more than what I paid for the car? <laughs> uh, my first yeah. car was a totally cherry. 1983 Toyota Tercel wagon. Ooh, look at you. Hot Wheels. Hot It was my dad's, and he gave it to me for a dollar, and he gave it to me with the caveat, listen, you need to put fresh oil in the car yeah. at every three Phillips. Every three Phillips? Yeah, and I said, well, don't you think that uh, maybe you should have that looked at by a qualified mechanic? Nope, nope. You just got to be putting oil in it. Every three times you got to fill up with gas. That's not a. That's good, how you know. That's not a good sign. No, uh, it was not a good sign, and it wasn't really a very good car. I told you about my. The, it went. It hit zero to sixty in nine hours. That was like the, my Chevy Celebrity. I told you about this thing. My dad gave it to me as a yes. gift. He ga- he gifted me this piece of crap that was. Um, First of all, he had purchased it for like three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was nineteen eighty four. It was it was almost ten years old. Was the car, 
and then he uh, he drove between a crane and a fence, so the side was all crushed in on the one door, and the mirror was knocked off the right. side. And then uh, my brother uh, borrowed the car the one time and then uh, was sideswiped as he was pulling out of a major intersection and uh, made the back, like, axle thing, like, almost like a smiley face. So I... Huh. When I got the car, I was changing tires every week. I would go to the Sears Auto Center and buy the used tires for five dollars. They used to have these specials on these tires for five bucks, <laughs> and the Mountain Bounce would cost you fifteen bucks. Yeah. When it was all said and done, and uh, week after week, I would uh, I would keep. Cha- That's how I learned how to change a tire very quickly. Yeah, by I bet. Uh, by 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 doing that, and uh, I also had a baby doll head on the top that was bonded. Oh to the yeah, roof were you telling me about we that? We cut the back hole out of it, shoved the flashlight in, and so mm-hmm. I would have this glowing baby doll head as it drove down the streets. I I drove my dad's Tercel from yeah. Attleboro to Milwaukee. Yeah, that was four oil changes. That's a little excessive, don't you think? No, no. That's the that's the way they ran back in 1983. <laughs> Did you have to change the oil? You changed the oil. Uh, it would just burn a lot of oil. Oh, so you're just pumping oil into it. You're not changing anything. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going underneath and changing the oil pan or anything like that. It's like the winds of change. It, the, just, oh, oh, yeah. it just happens. Like it, it's, Oh, it magically disappears. Yeah. In, in hindsight, that probably a, a mechanic should have looked at that yeah. and said, yeah, this is not... It should never be on the road. Did that car talk like that Venus flytrap thing in Little Shop of Horrors? Ooh, like, feed me, Timor. Feed me, Baxi. <laughs> Need more 5W30. Uh, it, that uh, that car, sadly, was totaled after being uh, given a little bump by another vehicle. Yeah. Well, we, I think all of us had piece of crap cars. Yeah, that one, that one was day. horrible. I had a 92 Chevy Corsica. Which Ooh. didn't have any heat in it, uh, so in order to defrost the windows, I would put candles along the windshield. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not making this up. I would put candles along the windshield in order to defrost the windshield. Oh my! And I God. would just wear extra layers while I was driving. <laughs> you gotta, hey, you get, you gotta, yeah. you gotta accommodate to what you have. I know, I know. You gotta do it. And the Chevy Celebrity, uh, the alternator was bad. I didn't have any money for that, so every time I parked the car, I'd have to open the hood and disconnect the terminals of the battery <laughs> in order to save it so it would have enough uh, juice in there to get nice. it going. Yeah, nice. see all these uh, all these fun cool fun stories. Your uh, Pioneer Val- uh, Valley forecast today it is going to be uh, where did I where did I have this here? It's going to be sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 55 as well, and then some rain showers in the evening. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Pre-order. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849, and Allison Chains of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny and 49 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 55. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, a lot of people know the arts have taken quite a beating over the last couple of years, and uh, it's always good to see somebody in the Springfield area, try to revive that. Springfield Performing Arts Venture is about to have their very first performance. Angela Park and uh, Dan McKellick are both here in the studio. It's good to see you. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks so, for being here. So first of all, tell us a little bit about uh, the Springfield Performing Arts Venture and what that's all about. So our we're committed to bring the arts back to specifically younger children um, and at the same time offering a place where you can go out for a night and and have a good, you know, a date night or whatever, and um, 
Justin, to bring back live entertainment again. I mean, we, we've seen a, a number of places kind of come and go over the years, mm-hmm. and you know, live performance is harder and harder to see unless mm-hmm. you're talking about you know the Civic Center or Symphony Hall. This is on a smaller scale, but gives you know plenty of uh, you know time and space for people to to really start bringing it back, which is really cool. This is happening at the old um, the old Faith United Church on Sumner Avenue. Yep, right across the street from the old Friendly on Sumner Ave. That's right. actually a really beautiful building. It is. It's. It's absolutely beautiful inside. Well, uh, yeah, you gave me a tour of that uh, yeah. about a month ago, mm-hmm. and what what a, the the restoration in there for that historic building is very cool. I love what you guys did in there. Yeah, it's very hard to repurpose those type of spaces, you yeah. know, other than for church, you know, religious services. So, you know, we t- put a lot of time, energy, and thinking about it. You know, what we're going to do, and it's been probably what two years in the making. Yeah. You know through the process and, you know, finishing up the floors and uh, and painting, putting in a sound system and making a, a beautiful environment that, yeah. you know, could be available for rentals too and nonprofit fundraisers and right. things like that mm-hmm. to help um, generate some money to keep the programming low cost so and the, affordable. So just so everyone understands you know, where exactly this is on, uh, on Sumner Avenue, it's like the corner of Sumner Avenue and Fort Pleasant. Fort Pleasant. Yep. Okay. And so that's, so it, that's across the street from the old friendlies. Yeah, so it, directly it, across. Someone is still waiting for a fisherman jig there, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know what? Yeah. The service there is every bit as fast as every other location. Right, there's better <laughs> service across the street at the church, right? Yeah. So, but as far as uh, what you guys have got, your first performance is coming up on the 17th. It is. After all this time, so it's finally mm-hmm. ready to go. Yeah, we had a soft opening in December, which turned out really great. We had, um, it was just networking, and it was a, fundraiser for toys for tots okay. um and it was it was great it was we thought okay you know if we get a hundred people here this is going to be wonderful we had city officials we had a, a good turnout um so then we were like we were pumped and ready to go and this is our first show and yeah. um mr mckellick and his group from back in the day it's sort of a cool show because dance group is uh back it's moses soul and then his son is playing. Um, they're the four one threes, right after. Oh, very cool. Sort of yeah, neat. so we got a couple generations of music. Yeah. So I got the, got on the phone. We got the band back together. We're at a church. We're on a mission from God. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And, and this is obviously happening at at fifty two Sumner, <laughs> and it's happening next Saturday night, right? Yep, the seventeenth. Uh, doors open at sixteen at six thirty. Um, tickets are on Eventbrite. Um, I don't know. I don't think we'll be having too many sold at the door yeah, um, because yeah. of the way things are working now. So what kind of other performances are you looking to put in uh, into this? We have a couple of uh, acts that are booked right now. One of them is still kind of in the making, but we have an international act coming out of Ireland on March 22nd. Um, so that should be uh, super cool. Michael Flatley. And tied in with the <laughs> Not Flatley. They're called Flatley. the Screaming Orphans, actually. It's, oh, uh, oh. You know, uh, <laughs> Close. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm close. Fantastic I'm group. Close. I was listening the other day, and they don't scream, you know, on their on their singing and everything. But that's a, a very, <laughs> a very neat show that we have the opportunity to have. And then um, we have a um, we have a band that we've booked, which will be tied right into the. The culture, you know, we have a, a good Irish culture here in Springfield. We have a lot of different cultures, and we want to try to bring in acts that are going to excite the community 
and create these events that people want to go out and it's not just going to see a show for 90 minutes or whatever it is. There's going to be more. There's going to be different components. It's not always going to be an opening band. There might be some other type of complementary act that fits into that culture. Right. This is uh, Angela Park and Dan McKellick from a uh, Springfield Performing Arts Venture on Sumner Avenue, 52 Sumner uh, Avenue. I want to ask you about the uh, the space because this is a, a church that had been in operation for over 100 years, yeah. and they they stopped performing religious services there, what, about uh, three years ago? Yeah, it was right around COVID is when they closed. Right. Um, they had about 20 people left, and they just couldn't. So the investment into this building, you know, couldn't have come uh, cheaply, and it had to have a, mm-hmm. a good deal of uh, of commitment from from your organization mm-hmm. to make that happen. What had to happen to that building to make it ready for performance? Um, so we put in a whole new heating and cooling system. Uh, there's been some plaster work inside the church that had to be done, basic painting and things like that, removal of the pews, reconstruction of the stage, um, and then we ended up. The carpenters did not like me, but I saved all the molding and had them put it back together to make the stage. So it all ties in with the architectural, you know, um, it's beautiful. It it really, so we, we've done a lot of work, had floors done. Um, We're working on our VIP section right now. A VIP section? Yes. Up in the balcony. Yeah. Get out of here. So, yeah. Like the luxury suite of uh, of former churches. Absolutely. Nice. Yes. I like that. Don't worry. We'll never be up there. No, of course (laughs) not. We'll give you a tour. But we will be required to leave. That's (laughs) it. I totally understand that. (laughs) If you want to book it for yourself, then we really can't keep you out. So, I mean, this is, you had said that tickets for the 17th are available on a Eventbrite. They are. And yep. uh, again, 52 Sumner Avenue, Springfield Performing Arts Venture. Uh, this is such a great idea. I'm really happy you guys are doing this. Thank this you. is awesome. Thanks. Thank yeah, you. we're super excited. Um, you know, I we we need to start with our youth. So we're hoping to have a lot of children's programming as well. Um, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, plus it brings a lot of attention to the things that are going on throughout Springfield too. Once you open, start opening up more performance, uh, performing arts venues and things like that, it, it kind of makes people just not focused solely on downtown, but there's other parts of yeah. Springfield that have uh, some great things to them, and uh, this is one of them. And I think, too, in Springfield, you have huge Mass Mutual Center, right? That's thousands of, that, you know, can hold a thousands and thousands of right. people. And then you have your very small, you know, maybe a hundred people. We're somewhere in the middle, so maybe we'll be able to, we should be able to get in some really cool acts. You're more like an air hockey arena than you are hockey. <laughs> yeah, air hockey. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But it's slightly be- better than air hockey. No, I mean, it's, you know. it's, it's definitely a beautiful building, and I encourage you to go check it out. Again, uh, the 17th uh, Springfield Performing Arts Venture, Angela Park, Dan McKellick. Great to see you. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thanks, Thank you guys, for having so much. Us. Best of luck. It's 857 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.